Mike comes off to the sideline. Hey, bro, you need to rush like this, that, that, and third. Who the hell are you talking to, bro? I got way more sacks than you. Like, he's like, no, you need to do it this way. I'm like spazzing out on me. As soon as it happens, like I feel a shot go through both of my arms. If it, I, I'm thinking it's a stinger, but typically a stinger is just on one arm. You know what I'm saying? But both arms. Dr. Heron's like, he put you in that little blue tent. He's like, hey, man, look, stinger is typically in one arm. When it's both arms, it's usually a spinal injury. I kid you not, this doctor comes out to me and he's like, hey, are you sure you're okay? And he was coming back like every five to 10 minutes. Like, hey, are you sure you're okay? I'm like, after number 10, I'm like, bro, like, like, stop asking me that. He's like, man, honestly, the only reason I ask is because most people don't walk in with this injury. They're paralyzed. Doctor, what you got to get off your chest, Cliff? So, um, I, one, I appreciate y'all having me. Two, um, <laughs> oh, you, you, get that off, you get that off your I chest? I felt a little something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I appreciate y'all having me because I, sh I should get that off my chest too, but yeah. I'm going to let that ride because, you know, KJ was one of my first guests when I was a, uh, a radio host, but that, that's, that's, for another, that, that, that's, that's another story. Mm -hmm. But I walk into my guy's, uh, you know, uh, man cave and, and where we're recording right now, and um, I look up on this beautiful wall. There's a lot of great athletes on here. Oh, you, you got me bang, you got Lobby. Shout out to me bang. Shout out to the straight jerseys. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 the Fitzgerald, understandable. You know, Bruce Irvin, understandable. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, Wags, you know what I mean? Some, some great players up here. And then there's a couple guys up here. I'm like, um, okay, they, they're they're solid players. I'm, I don't want to take anything away from them. But damn, KJ, I can't make the I can't make the wall. Hey, like, Cameron, what's going on? Hey, Cameron, do me a favor. Can you, I can't, can you I, turn the camera over there? Man, I, I had to make it by committee. Right I, I had to make that by committee. You can't even see him. I, Put I, my dog over there. I had to make go. I had to make that by committee. All those guys' jerseys are up here, for the most part. KJ, what? real quick, why you ain't got Cliff on here? Yeah, I don't, I don't have his jersey. You was my locker mate for five years. I don't have I have, I have five of your jerseys. That's, How do you not, not have possible. one? That's not possible. I, I guarantee you I have at least two. So, and there had to be a swap. Did you go to Cam Chancellor's wedding? I, no, I didn't. I didn't get that invite. I heard about that, though. I didn't get that invite. I didn't get <laughs> Oh, damn. Cam. Hey, it's, Man, hey. Cam, would you come on and say who came to the wedding? Why did you get his invite? If you want throwing up that L... You went at the wedding. <laughs> and I, re I refuse to throw up the L. You wasn't throwing up the L? Were you? No. <laughs> I wasn't sure I was a part of it at first. <laughs> it was only four people a part of it. Initially, initially. And then it made it about love our brother. Coach Carroll tried I, to bring us I, I heard you. Did, uh, KJ was saying something about you didn't get invited to some uh, some concert back in the day. Oh, you talking about this? Uh, what, this is when I first got here. Is this with Cam? Is this with yep. LLB? Oh, yeah. Oh, what, what <laughs> I told you this story, too. This is J. Cole? <laughs> J. Cole no, story. no. This is like, I think they were having Summer Jam or something like that. Yeah. Like they, they was having, and I had just moved out here. I t so I, I can tell the story because I, I, I messed with Cam about it a few times. But uh, I had just moved out here, signed as a free agent. You know what I'm saying? I'm, tr I'm trying to get a feel for things. But mind you now, I'm supposed to be the OG. Like, I'm the old head because everybody yep. else is still young. You know what I'm saying? And I'm up here by myself, and I'm like, hey, uh, I heard there's a Summer Jam thing going on out here. Uh, somebody told me Cam and the guys was going. I'm like, hey Cam, like, hey y'all got um y'all got tickets and stuff. <laughs> like, you know, how can I can I you know what I mean can I rock with y'all? He's like, uh, <laughs> he looked at me dead in my face and said, hey, go holler at Mo Kelly. I walked off on oh, me. Like, Wait. No, he didn't. Oh, 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 time out, time out. No, he bro, didn't. Bro, 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 they sent you the Mo. Sent me the Mo, but they was going. Oh. No, that's the piece that messed me up. It's like, oh. and then they came back the following weekend, like telling stories and stuff. Like, bro. Y'all went? Y'all went and didn't let me know? Like, what's and, going and on? In late offense, you, you kind of the new dude. Bruh, Just I came on the scene. What that I, really mean? Know you. I was I was supposed to be the top free agent, so that means I'm about something. 
It wasn't like I was just some some bum that was. But no, nobody, nobody. I mean, in all fairness, nobody really cared about you being a top free you agent. Ain't lying, Yo, cause you because you didn't even start. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was starting. <laughs> I was starting before I came here. No, but oh, yeah. you wouldn't start when you got here. Yeah, but this was sometime. Nobody knew I wasn't going to be starting. <laughs> Nobody knew I wasn't going to be. Hey, we, we got a thing with, with Cam, but we'll, yeah, we'll let Cam live right now. But. Oh, man. Y'all, y'all y'all get, whenever, whenever y'all bring no Cam on, y'all got to give him. Yeah, oh, nothing, nothing. Well, nothing. You, you, know what, you know what I was about to get off my chest, though? I was about to get off my chest. Like, every time everybody in the world interviews or talks to Cliff Averill, Cliff A will be giving some of them same on the surface <laughs> answers. What you know what I mean? If if you listening at home right now, have you heard a Cliff Averill interview? Oh, you probably know every story. You know that he played on the 0 and 16 team. Yeah. You know yeah. that he didn't start playing football till sophomore yeah, year. Yeah. So those whatever. are motivating stories. <laughs> this, like, don't, don't take away my motivation this, this is, for the youth. This is KJ all day. And you see the first story you just told us, you got some stuff off your chest. I think you coming with it today, man. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to have some fun with it. Before we get started, we got our first sponsor. Shout out to Manscaped. <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait. So that's Manscaped, and I see you got a nice, fresh cut. Yeah, absolutely. You, you're looking good. You can trim yourself up, do your mustache. Right. Do what you're supposed to do, you know what I mean? What, what's, wait, wait, no, no, what you're what you supposed to do. What what's the, mandatory? What, and what's, what's that? What's, what's that? The way you want your woman coming to bed, fellas, come to bed the same way, if you know what I mean. So... <laughs> So, so wait a minute. Hold on. In front of the world, right now, you just admitted that I, I told you you look good here, and then you said be universal, so you using those clippers for down there and up there. You come to KJ's crib, you just want to cut Cliff. You just want to cut. He going to cut. He going to cut you with the same no. clippers that he hit you with down there, and you he, hit you up there. He ain't getting cut with these. Only me. <laughs> okay. okay. And the way I, the way I, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't do your kids like that either, man. Don't be trying to use the same thing. With I'm you. not. I'm not. I'm not. So the Man, so the manscape keep you right? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Stay fresh, stay clean. Mm. Manscape. And make sure y'all use a promo code for this. KJ20, 20% off, free shipping, Manscaped. Appreciate y'all. Hey, and here's this is how we can do this today. We're about to fast forward high school. <laughs> we about to go past your time in Detroit. Oh, one sixteen. Yep. Y'all heard that story already. Uh, we, I, I see. <laughs> we about to go to your first free agent journey. Ooh. Mm. Cliff Averill. Yes. Worst experience ever. Go ahead. A, a baller, a dog in Detroit. Your free agent journey come. What led you to leave Detroit? And what was that experience like during your free agent journey? First off, I... I Free agency is only fun for like the top three guys. Just like the draft. The draft is only fun for the top 10 guys. Like they know they're getting drafted. Everybody else, you know what I mean? You don't, you don't know where you're going. It's the first time in your life you don't get to pick, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so free agency, I like to think they were colluding personally. The NFL, yes. I feel like they were colluding at that time because we had just had the lockout. We had just uh, had the lockout. And then, you know, they were trying to figure out the, the, oh, the, yeah, the cap and all that good yeah, stuff, right? The market. The market. So, uh probably the worst time to hit free agency. So I go into free agency, just balled out, killed it the year before, became a franchise player, balled out. And I'm watching ESPN. All I'm seeing is top free agent out there, Cliff Averill, top free agent out there, Cliff Averill. You know what I'm saying? Called my agent like, hey, what's, what's the word? Like, hey, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, where are we going? Like, what, what, the, what the money look like? I'm the top like? dog. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the, the top I'm, dog. I'm supposed to be the top dog, right? Uh, he's like, oh, yeah, we haven't got any calls. I'm like, well, why, first off, why aren't you making any calls? And secondly, like, what do you mean? 
He's like, oh man, everybody's saying they think you're too expensive. I'm like, what do you mean? Everybody got cap money. Like, what are we talking about? But the whole thing again was everybody was just trying to figure out mm -hmm. what that cap looked like and how much they can spend and all that good stuff. I had got a, I got an offer from Cleveland. And I was like, well, I'm not going to go from Detroit to Cleveland. Let's that right now. And why would you not want to go to Cleveland? Uh, one, um, they sucked at the time. Two, it was outdoors. Like, it's, outdoors it's too cold. cold. Oh, my goodness. Oh, okay. Like, recipe for disaster for a Florida boy, right? Has Cleveland gotten better since then? You you know the answer to that. Mm, I had yeah. Well, yeah, they have gotten a little bit better, but they they get better than they get worse. Get better than get worse. Okay. Um, so so got the deal from Cleveland, and it was between myself and Paul Kruger at the time. Like it was like whoever takes the deal first, that's who's gonna go. I thought I was worth more. Mm -hmm. Before I can call my agent back, I seen Paul Kruger took the deal. I'm like, okay, fair. And he got some money. He got paid. He got paid, but he only played like two years out that deal though. Two or three years out that deal. Um, so he got paid. So now it's like, all right, cool. What's what? He's like, yeah, Seattle called, but they think you're going to be too expensive. Such and such called, they think you're going to be too expensive. I'm like, well, first off, stop telling me I'm too expensive. Just throw something out there. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I need a job. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So um, then they was like, all right, well, you know, the numbers come down. This is kind of what the budget is going to be for, for, for some of the top free agents or whatever. So I'm like, all right, well, cool. I'm going to take a trip to Seattle. I started breaking down the defense. And... To be honest with you, the main reason why I signed with the Seahawks, one, I signed a, a two-year deal because I, I didn't want to get stuck in a situation where I couldn't get out of it, one. How much was it? A two for 13. Two for 15. Was it 15? Two for 15. Were you happy with that deal? Uh... Well, I'm Haitian and I come from nothing, uh, and I'm making millions of dollars. Yes, I, I was. Okay. I was like, yeah, could just, I have made more? Yes, but just making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah but sure. okay. half full. I'm always gonna, <laughs> okay, everything's okay, half full okay, to me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, one of the main reasons I signed with the Seahawks, though, is because of LOB, to be honest with you. Because I was like, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, I can get back to the table before I'm 30. I get a split second longer to get to the quarterback because the guys on the back end can cover. So, like, the whole time, that's all I'm thinking is like, all right, you're going to get to the quarterback because these guys are going to give you time to, to, to be able to rush or whatever. And honestly, it just ended up being one of the best things I could have did was, was signing with the Hawks. Let, let's put some dudes on game real quick because a dude named Nick Morrow, played yeah. linebacker, I played with Nick in, in Vegas. He said, I did this as well. He said, KJ, two year deals are some of the worst deals you could do. He said it from this standpoint. Let's say you go out there and you play your first year and you ball. Mm -hmm. It's like that next year, you for sure go be underpaid. Let's say you go out there that first year and you look like trash. You getting cut. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You just taught you go, me something. I didn't know that. You go out there, play the first year. You for sure like, and you ball like, come on now. I, I, I need to get paid. You go out there and you look trash. That second year is hardly ever guaranteed and you getting cut. So for dudes that's in a situation, should dudes just go for that one and prove it deal? Or like, okay, I need... So what should, what, uh, so people at home, with that, what should they do? Well, well, let me uh, talk a little bit more just on the contract situation, okay. right? Like the NFL in general, if any guy actually plays out his entire contract, nine times out of 10, he's worth more than that contract. 100%. If... You aren't that good the first two years of that deal because most times are not the, the first two years of the deal are the are mm -hmm. the years that are guaranteed in your contract. Then those are the only two years you'll play on that contract. So that so what he said makes sense on a two year deal or a five year deal. To be honest with you, maybe yeah. on a five year deal you get that extra year to kind of rec uh, bounce back, maybe mm -hmm. uh, due to system or whatever. But I think if you're gonna bet on yourself, make sure you got some money in the bank. Make sure you got some money in the bank. So and what I mean by that is. It's a hundred percent chance that you might get hurt. Mm -hmm. 
And then if you do end up getting hurt, you're never going to see any of that money anyways. Yep. And what you did, bro, you you took out an insurance policy every yep. year. Every single year. I wish that my agent or agents in general would tell dudes the the power and the benefits of taking out an insurance policy yep. each and every football season. Yeah. Why did you do that? Career ending insurance every single year, including my rookie year. Uh, That's I crazy. I started getting it, but it wasn't my agent. It was my financial advisor. It was my financial advisor. Was like, hey, we should probably look into this. Um, you know what I mean? And and you know, as a young player, you're like, well, why would I spend this extra ten thousand dollars? And it's just like any other insurance. Like the younger you are, the less it is, right? But the older you get, the more it becomes. It keeps going up, and especially the number gets bigger too. And like one year, uh, the year I got franchised, um, it was called a uh, it was it was career ending, but it was also like loss of earning power, so something along those lines. Where basically, if my value was, mm -hmm. I don't know, uh, 40 million bucks or whatever. And I, I end up playing on this deal and I get hurt. Like they'll make up that difference. Mm -hmm. But to get a, to get, to get insurance on freaking 40 million bucks, of like $300,000. You know what I'm saying? Like it, but looking back at it all, I, one, I, I didn't realize that most players didn't get career ending insurance. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that was new to me once I got older. Like, wait up, y'all not getting, y'all don't do that? No, nah, man, I ain't even know nothing about it. Like a lot of guys just don't know anything about it. Yep. But I end up, and it's, it's it's like any insurance, right? It's one of those things you hope you uh, you hope you never have to use it, but you're happy you had it if you have yep. to. You know what yep. I'm saying? And on the tail end of my career, I was able to to get it. And my financial advisor, I actually worked all the numbers from all the years that I paid insurance on, and it was a hell of a return on that. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? It was a hell of a return. So it worked out, and it's tax free. Well, y'all show talking about a lot of numbers. I ain't talking and sitting down here to feel like I'm going to school. Can we get right back to <laughs> you go. first got here, you, you you get here, you show up, you get a two-year, 15, 14, 13 million dollar deal, whatever the case whatever, might be, or count in your pocket, yeah. just count your money. And Taxes then, too, so, so you here, you came here because the LLB, LLB, mm -hmm. you, you used to throw up the L's? No, no, I didn't okay. throw up the I just want to make sure. No, so anyways, so I, you show, so I, you, I didn't know I was allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> so you show up, man, take us back to that time what it is like as soon as you show up. You show up, there's Pete Carroll. You ain't never met no Pete Carroll before. No. Start with Pete Carroll. Tell us your honest thoughts on that <laughs> dude right there. I thought he was lying to me. I'm just gonna say <laughs> straight up. Like, cause you get on the phone, you know, it's like a recruiting normal. I'm like, I feel like I'm in college. Like, oh, hey man, we would love to have you here. You know, you're gonna fit in right in and you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that. <laughs> I'm like, talking fast, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Yes, sir, okay, cool. Like, all right. Again, I'm thinking he's just blowing smoke, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, oh, he's recruiting me. Like, that's what mm -hmm. you're supposed to do. I, I went through that with college, you know what I'm saying? And then I get here, same thing, just fast talking, but a lot of energy. And I'm like, ain't no way this man is like this all the time. Like, ain't no way. So, honestly, for the first two years that I, I was in Seattle, I'm like, there's he's going to change up at some point. Like, there's no way he's like this all the time. High energy, always positive, never have anything negative to say. Win, lose, or draw, he's going to get the same person every single week. Mm-hmm. And that was that that by itself was a culture shock to me. Cause I'm like, cause I you lose two games with another coach, everybody kind of, you know. It's tense. It's, it's tense. Cause it, cause they jobs on the line too. Yeah. Man, yeah. not him. He come down there saying, all right, we messed up, blah, 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 let's move on to the next thing. Like, what up? You ain't gonna cuss nobody out. You ain't gonna say, like, we ain't mm -hmm. gonna point nothing. Like, so that that was interesting, but I'll never forget. So I get here uh the first week of of um OTAs. 
and we're out there practicing. I'm running to the ball, you know, doing what I was doing in Detroit. And guys used to look at me like, bro, what are you doing? Like, why are you running so dang on much as a D lineman? You know, big red and yep. all them boys, right? Man, about a week and a half into that, pop my, pulled my little hamstring. Oh, I remember that. They everybody looking at me like, we told you behind to slow down. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is you doing? Like, yeah. this is so uh go through that whole span or whatever. And then um, but I just remember watching practice though. I was like, damn, they got music blasting out here. Guys is cussing the quarterback out. Guys is cussing wide receivers out. Guys are cussing each other out. I'm like, this is a little intense. Like, this is different. This is in OTAs. This is OTAs. This ain't even this ain't even camp yet. This ain't even camp yet. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, these guys. And I just remember one time Coach Carroll walked by. He's like, hey, hey, huh? <laughs> Pretty intense, huh? I'm like, yeah, you're right. This is good. this is kind of wild, coach. This is this is you know what I'm saying. But right then and there, I should have known like there was something special about the team because everybody like vibed out with one another. Although mm-hmm. they was cussing each other out. Who? You said guys was cussing each other out, and, and too, obviously you got a story in your mind. Tell us a story about when somebody got cussed out. Oh man, like I, I, we want a story. Like I, Sherm, Sherm, go at Doug Baldwin. Like I. And then come to find out these boys was roommates. Like, I, I thought they, they had, like, there was two people off the street. Like, they didn't know each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just remember one time Sherm going back and forth with Doug. They in each other's face. Then I think Earl jumped into it. And then um, they're going back and forth. And then now Russ is getting it from Sherm. Like, you can't throw it this way. Like, I'm like, that's the starting court. Y'all can talk to the quarterback like that around here? Like, that's, that's unheard of. I ain't never seen that in college. I ain't never seen that in they the pros. Was, they was low-key talking to this dude like he was... Uh... Practice squad quarterback. Oh, 1,000%. No, but... Low-key. Like but it was iron sharpen iron, though. Like, that that's what I got from it. It's that a combination was, of iron sharpens iron and a combination of disrespect. <laughs> like, I'm a grown... At the end of the day, I'm a grown man. I got a, I got a wife and kids. Yeah. Watch how you talk to me. But all y'all was young at the time. Y'all ain't had no wife and kids. Well, he had a wife, but everybody else ain't had no <laughs> wife and kids at the time. Y'all was young. Y'all was talking reckless. Now, yeah. it'd have been me. Yeah, like, hey, we, hey... I'm a grown ass man. Y'all, <laughs> y'all need to fall. You had kids. Yeah, Speak, yeah, y'all need to fall back. Speaking about a grown ass man, you you didn't like Mike B at first, huh? No, man. Me and Mike we, we, man, we we could have boxed a few times. But again, like it shows like that type, like who don't fight with their brothers? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Who don't get into it with family? Right? It only make you tougher and stronger. Me and this boy Mike during the game, we we playing Atlanta. I remember, remember that. This? I remember that. We playing Atlanta. You got mad. Hot. Hot, why you mad? So, <laughs> so first and foremost, me and Mike, we're not starting at this point. So we come from our perspective. So you already mad about that. We come from our respective. I was a franchise player. Like, what you mean you'll bring me here and pull me, bring me off the bench? Like, I'm a fr- like I'm a franchise caliber type of player. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't come here to sit the bench, you know what I'm saying? So we uh we 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 already hot about that. And it's like week five, week six, or whatever. This is Super Bowl year. And um we 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 pass rushing against uh Matt Ryan or whatever and and Mike comes off to the sideline. Hey bro, you need to rush like this, that, that, and third. Who the hell are you talking to, bro? I got way more sex than you. Like he's like, no, you need to do it this way. I'm like spazzing out on me. Mind you, we're up by like 25, 30 points. I think they even showed us on TV or whatever. And uh, so then I get up like I'm hot. Like I don't I, cause I, I don't really know you like that. We 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 five weeks into this. Like I don't really know you like this. You know what I'm saying? So we going back and forth. To the point where they got to move me all the way to the other side, of, to the offensive side of the bench or whatever, right? We, I mean, just spazzing out. So I don't speak to him the rest of the game. This probably happened in third quarter. I don't mm-hmm. speak to him the rest of the game. I got me a sack. Like, shut up talking to me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Shut up talking to me. And then um, I'm the type of person I hold grudges. Mm-hmm. So, like, we get into it. Don't just think I'm just going to come out of it. Like, I don't care if you're my wife or friend, whatever. Like, 
Mm -hmm. I'm not talking to you, mm -hmm. right? So I get on the bus. I'm still hot. I'm I'm sweating on the bus. I talk to my wife, hang up with her. I'm just sitting on the bus. And you, like as you know, Mike's always the last person to get on the yeah. bus. So I'm like, man, I hope he say something to me. We gonna get in. We just beat the, beat the dog mess out of Atlanta. I'm hot though. I'm like, I yeah. hope he say something to me. I'm, I'm I swear I'm stealing off on him. You know oh oh no, you ready to go at him? At his neck. At his yeah. neck. Yeah. Again, this is before we we was tight. So. <laughs> So I, he walks by and I'm, I'm hoping he bump into me just so I can just get in the, get, get on his behind, right? He sit, he literally sits right behind me. So now I'm like, oh, he got the angle on me. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm like, he got the angle on me. So now I'm kind of like, turn back. So he tapped me on my, on my shoulder. He's like, now I gotta go call my wife and tell her she can't be friends with your Stop wife. It. Cause me and you out here act like we can't be friends. <laughs> And ever since then we've been tight, bro. Good. Ever since then we've Did been tight. Did you laugh when I, he yeah, said that? I, yeah, I started rolling. I had to. I had to because I, I like okay, it was icebreaker. And then we've been we've been tight ever good. since. And bro, walk me into. I don't think people quite understand that pass rushing is a skill. It's oh, an yeah. art. Yeah. Explain to people what we used to do versus Kaepernick. We had this game plan versus Kaepernick, where we knew he couldn't go to his left and throw mm -hmm. the ball. Talk to me about you and Mike B and y'all game plan when we faced Cap in the 49ers. Yeah, man. People, for whatever reason, people think you just put your hand in dirt and go. Like, no, there's a technique, there's a craft to it all. And depending on the type of quarterback we was going up against, we would game plan uh, against that quarterback. So, for example, Cap, he was he he wasn't that good rolling out to his left. You know what I'm saying? For whatever reason, he wasn't that good. So, Mike and I, this is when the wide nine, which I used to play uh, in, in in Detroit, which means you know you line up probably like two or three yards outside of the tackle. Then a normal uh, defensive end position. Mike B also will line up a little bit wider as well at the three position on the guard, meaning he's he's basically head up on the tackle, but he's going up against the guard. Um, and we would rush high, and then Chris Clemens on the backside mm -hmm. would spin. Mm -hmm. So basically we're forcing him to our right. Mm -hmm. And then with our speed off the edge, well, my speed, because I'm faster than Mike B, <laughs> with our speed off the edge, we knew we could chase him down. Mm -hmm. So I got, man, my first sack actually was against Cap. Um, I probably got five or six sacks off of Cap. And probably, off, of that, off of that scheme? Probably four off that scheme and then a couple of them just beating them uh, flat out. And all of them, uh, six of the, five of the six probably sack fumbles. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we would just, we just game plan. But that's the one piece people don't, I don't think gave us credit for up front is like how much film study that went into those types of things. Guys on the back end, they didn't, they might not even understood it, but like we would game plan against quarterbacks depending on their, their weeks, their weakness. Mm -hmm. And I went on NFL network and I said the top three LOB moments was Monday night football. Mm -hmm. When we played new Orleans saints, turn up, Drew Brees, turn up, might be touchdown, but nobody gave me no love on that play. They didn't give me walk no love. Walk, me, they, walk me through that. Me no walk, walk us through it there. Why, why you need to get the love? What happened? Well, how did Mike get the ball? How did Mike get the ball? <laughs> it was a sack fumble by Mr. Fumble. Cliff Averill. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So same thing, uh, rushing against Drew Brees, speed rush off the edge, come off the edge. Mike was kind of low-key just playing with the guard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, I come around the corner. The guys, now I will say, the guys on the back end held their, they, 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 did, they did their thing mm -hmm. because Drew had to pump it, I think once or twice. And when I got there, swiped the ball, ball pops up into the air, Mike catches it. Runs it into the into the end zone. Everybody hyped up with Mike, very much deservingly. <laughs> but give me some dang on love on that man. I got a sack fumble on that play, man. Best, Best play, play in football. football. Best play in football is a sack fumble, touchdown, fumble that's, recovery that's touchdown. What say. Yeah, that, mm -hmm. you can't name another play. What an interception to run into the. Okay, that's that's cute. 
But to get a sack, fumble, fumble recovery, touchdown? Come on. Now. So, so the 2013 team, which baddest defense ever. Yeah, um, I agree. And it's the D line, mm -hmm. the linebackers, and the secondary. Yeah. Did did all y'all get along? <laughs> no, not not initially. Hell no. So like, give us your take. The, give us the D line take first on the linebackers. What did you guys think about the linebackers? I had no pressure with the linebackers. The linebackers were solid. Like, they were they, solid. They were solid. Like they they were all of them respected us. Uh, me bang. Uh, um, uh, KJ B Wags respected Wags. us. Um, I mean, B Wags would come, hey, bro, like, why do you get in the cold tub so much? Like, he, he inquisitive, like, he would ask questions. KJ was my locker mate, so we always was uh, having conversations and conversing about different things or whatever. Um, but it was really the back end. That's where we used to. Why do y'all? Why y'all didn't get along? No, 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 no. We got along. Like Sherm, I always got along with Sherm. Yeah. I always yeah. got along with Sherm because he he respected what we brought to the game. He understood that he needed us just as much as we needed him. Like he okay. he was solid with that. But it was that Earl. I used to get into it with Earl. I used to get into it with Earl, man. It was. It took me a while to understand Earl, man. It took. It took me probably a year and a half to understand Earl, and like literally to the point, like, so one day you walk in, hey, what's up, bro? You know what I'm saying? Dap you up. What's good? Okay, cool. The next day he might just bump into you and keep walking. Don't say nothing, bro. Did you just bump into me for no reason? To the point where I used to go to Mo Kelly, I'm like, hey, Mo. What's up with this dude? What's wrong with that guy? Like, what's like literally would go in there, bro? What's he's like? Nah, he's he, he's just different sometimes. You know what I'm saying? He's like, hey, he means well. He's just different, right? Mm -hmm. To the point. So, so then you got a story for him? Of course, oh, of course. Here we go. So my this is our second year. This is our second year here. Uh, this is the second Super Bowl run, and this I guess is the first time these guys lost two games back to back. <laughs> like the first time in their career they lost. I don't lost sixteen of them things, so it wasn't that new to me. Like we're just talking about two games. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's the first time they lost two games back to back. So now the players actually are a little bit more in, uh, uptight than the coaches, which is a, a first for me too, right? So we're we so practice typically goes. You go to the meeting rooms. You break down the, the plays and all that stuff. Then we go do a walkthrough, and then do walkthrough lunch, then practice or whatever. So walkthrough, I'm chilling, hat on backwards. I'm eating my sunflower seeds. I'm vibing. You know Finally, yeah. the sunflower seed story. <laughs> I've been waiting for this story to come. Finally, yes. Okay, go ahead. So, you know, I'm vibing sunflower. And mind you, I've been doing this the entire time I've been here already. So I'm already here for a year and a half, right? Um, I think we had just lost to Kansas City, matter of fact. Got a, I think we got our bonds whooped. That, was, that, that probably played a role, too. So I'm eating my sunflower seeds, vibing, whatever, you know, running through my plays. I'm not messing up. But, like, E.T., e Earl, like, was intense all the time. Walkthroughs, he's full speed, like, locked in, zoomed in. You know what I'm saying? Again, everybody prepares how they prepare. Like, hey, you do it that way, I'm do it this way. I'm, I'm mental reps, you know what I'm saying? And um, I don't know what I did other than pop another sunflower seed and spit it back into my cup. And he just, out of nowhere, out of just, nowhere. just out of nowhere. started spazzing. Putting them damn sunflower seeds up. Take that losing stuff back to Detroit. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, oh, man, just going in. Ooh. Mind you, Ooh. this is only like year two or three for him. I'm year six. Like, who the hell are you talking to, bro? <laughs> and G, Cliff does not get mad ever until you mess with Cliff. I'm getting my and own listen, world. I've never seen Cliff this upset in my life. Like, Deuce had to restrain him. Oh, Mike man. B was about to fight as well. What are well. you doing at this time, KJ? I'm looking. I'm like, look at these things. I'm looking. <laughs> what is that? We just lost. Like, come on. Let's exactly. get along. So, so, so he get the spazzing out of it. I'm like, what is you talking about? So, one thing about D-Lineman. 
KJ will vouch for this. Yeah. One D lineman get into it with somebody, roll together. everybody getting into it, right? And this is a walkthrough, so it's, it's really unnecessary. Before I can really get in on Earl, might be come out of nowhere. He got his shirt off already. You so fucking disrespectful. Da, 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 talking about take that loser. Nigga, without us, y'all. I mean, spazzing, right? To the point where they got to kick Mike B out of practice. Like, again, never seen somebody get kicked out of a damn walkthrough <laughs> practice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just spazzing out or whatever. And then, then I think we had a kumbaya moment after that, didn't we? And after that moment, we won every game. Turned I, all I, the way I up. I believe we won 10, Turned all the way 11 up. straight. Turned all the way up. I think... Yeah, we might have lost one in that in that in the last probably ten weeks or whatever. But yeah, we man, but it, it just be little dumb stuff like that that actually honestly just brings the team closer. Absolutely. Finally, because I just want to say, I wasn't in the walkthrough, but I was outside oh, yeah, and by yeah. Mo Kelly's office. So when everybody came out, I'm like, man, why are they done already? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. all I do is yeah. find out about the sunflower seeds. Yeah, take take it in, take it in, take it in. So what? I heard about the sunflower seed. Oh, so man. for this, yeah. I've been wanting this story to now, be told for years. No, no, no. In Earl's defense, them sunflower seeds bother the hell out of me too. Did they? They bother the hell out oh, of me. All five years? <laughs> I'm like, we in G. Walkthrough is to me is sacred. We're paying attention, attention to detail, line up, use your hands as a linebacker. I look, Cliff got a cup. Or a bag. Put it right back in my hoodie, baby. Him and Mike B. Yeah. Okay. That's our thing. Can I, can, is, that, is that the strength, though, of Pete Carroll? Meaning, you like your seeds? I'm going to let you hang out with your seeds. Earl, you want to be intense? You be intense. Intense. Uh, KJ, you want to be analytical and detail? You. It seems like Pete was real good at letting y'all be you. 1,000%. I think, I think that's what I think that's what made... Made us great, and I also think that's what allows Pete to win 10, 10 games every single year is because mm -hmm. he understands that if guys can be themselves, the more comfortable guys are to be themselves, the more you'll get out of them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, And he understood. Like you just said, KJ is more of an analytical guy. He needs to do it how he does it. Cliff? Hey, it's walkthroughs. Like, what are we like? What? I'm about to go bang out. I'm about to go bang with these guys for the next two hours. Let me chill out. You know what I'm saying? Like, let yeah. me chill out. Let me pop my little pop. And on top of that, like, I don't know why we mad. The equipment staff gives us our, our, our sunflower seeds. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it wasn't like I was just buying sunflower seeds. Like, they were there for us to have. But yeah, but the way E.T. went about it out of nowhere. And E.T. had a good game that week before against Kansas City. Yeah. So he was, he was the only one. He was the he only was, one that had a good game. He probably. was feeling himself, and he just turned all the way up. Oh, he turned up. But when I say we was about to jump on that boy, right. oh, we was about to jump on that boy. But I'm glad I'm glad we didn't. But we had a couple incidents. Me and E.T. had a couple. But then we got real cool after that. Like, right. after, after all that, and... Again, it's all about understanding and learning people. Once you understand who he was and he understood who I was, it was all love after that. Mm -hmm. So, Super Bowl 49, y'all mm -hmm. balling against Tom Brady. Yeah, we was killing him at first. Kill him. <laughs> at first. And and then um, something happened. What happened to you towards it? What happened? As Sherm likes to say, I decided to take a nap. <laughs> I got hurt, got a concussion. Uh, matter of fact, it was on Bob. I think Bobby got a pick on that play, actually. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't even see the hit coming. I, I got concussed or whatever. But, but rewind, we were killing Tom Brady. I, I think some, somebody said, like, his passer rating was like a, a 45 or something crazy, like ridiculous. And then once I got knocked out of the game, they started double teaming down on Mike. And we was already banged up going into the game anyways because I believe Cam was banged up, we Sherm. Had, we had some dude rushing with some dreads. I don't know his name. Some random ass dude. Oh yeah, we had yeah we had we had a lot of guys that like 
Guys were just beat up. It was the end of the season. We was thin. And then I got hurt. And then Tom Brady, Tom, Brady, Tom Brady went to work on that behind. He had all day in the world to, to, to chop away. But I've never been missed so much in my life <laughs> until that Super Bowl. Everybody's like, man, we was killing when you was in the game. Then you got hurt. It, it went downhill. I believe if you would have stayed in the game, we had a chance to win. I'm like, you know what? I'll take that. I appreciate that. I feel the love. I feel the this love. This is third quarter? This was the third quarter. Third quarter. Beginning of the third quarter. Got hit inside of the head. Don't remember the rest of them. Next thing I know, I was just in the locker room, mm-hmm. and then Tom Brady went to work on it. But even crazier story with the with with the Super Bowl. So the Super Bowl is the only game in the season where if you go into the locker room, you can't come back out. Like mm-hmm. you typically, you go to the locker room, you get tested, throw your clothes back on, and you can go back on the field, right? So I, I didn't know that until like I got hurt either. <laughs> um, so you had a concussion too. Yeah, I had a concussion. Mm-hmm. So um, I go into the locker room. Talk to the doc, Dr. Heron. Shout out to Dr. Heron's amazing doctor. Um, you know, hey, you're not going to go back in the game, but you got to watch the game back here. You got to watch the game uh, in the locker room. So I'm in the locker room watching the game. Now, if it, people don't know, there's like a 10-second delay with TV and, and what's really going on. You know what I'm saying? So I would be in the locker room. I would hear the crowd go crazy. 10 seconds later, I see the play. You know what I'm saying? So I'm watching. Now, this is the last drive. So I'm watching the last drive, you know what I'm saying? Crowd goes crazy. You know, it's a Super Bowl, so you don't know who's who's cheering for who. You know what I'm saying? So crowd goes crazy. Then I see the play. Oh, Jermaine Curse, crazy catch. Boom. All right, cool. Well, we chopping them. We're going down the field. I think next play, Marshawn gets the ball. Uh crowd goes crazy. Then I see Marshawn get the ball. Now we're at the like the six-yard line or whatever, whatever yard line that is. Timeout. But the crowd goes crazy, then there's a timeout of some sort. But during the timeout, I'm in the locker room, just, you know, my wife was in there at the time too with me. And I see guys come running in the locker room. One dude throws his helmet, Dobbs, you remember Dobbs? Mm -hmm. Throws his helmet, punches the wall, breaks his hand, guys is crying. I'm like, wait up, but we're on the two yard line. Like I ain't seen the play yet, but I'm seeing guys come in. Oh wow. Oh wow. Guys have come in and you ain't seen the play? I ain't seen the play yet. I ain't even seen the play yet. So, so, so I'm sitting there like, what's going on? Like, what, what the, like, this ain't matching what I'm thinking is supposed to be happening. Because the crowd's going crazy at this point. You know what I'm saying? The, like I said, guys is running in, mad as hell. Then I see the interception. I'm like, oh, man. Like, it, I was confused as hell. You know what I'm saying? Because it was just, just not what I was expecting. You know what I mean? So it, it, was, it, was, it was crazy. And then, like I said, you know, everybody coming in there crying, mad, cussing, whatever. Like, it was, it was, it was intense, man. That was, that, was a, that was a whole different perspective for me on, on how that whole game played out. Have you gotten over it yet? The Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Half full, bro. Half full. <laughs> Matt, bro. Again, I went over 16. Time out, dog. To win the Super Bowl? I won one. You Brandon Marshall, great player. Probably be a Hall of Famer someday. Never been to the playoffs, let alone the Super Bowl. I don't care about none of that. Uh, well, I mean, I'm just saying. I I understand we should have won another. And I and I do agree. I do think this. If we win that one, we we definitely win another one. No doubt in my mind. So But we know, can't we can't negate the fact that we won one. So for you, sure. For sure. So for you, sure. So you you, for sure. you you really got over the Super Bowl loss? I but I I this might have been my ignorance or, or just being naive. I truly believe because of how good we were that we was going to go back again after that. So like, it didn't really affect me in that moment. It's after the fact, it's like, damn, we would have won that one with another one. Like, but I didn't realize like all the oh. resentment. I didn't realize all the resentment that guys had 
Like I didn't like I wasn't looking at it from that vantage point. Like it's after the fact. I'm like, oh, can we can we can we I talk can we talk rap. about the resentment? I knew it was a rap. You did? In the moment I didn't. I can't lie. In the moment I did not think it was a rap. From player to player, from player to coach. Oh, coaches too. Coach to coach. Really? Oh, I knew it. See, I didn't I pay, knew I didn't it. I I'd be in my own little bubble, so I, I wasn't paying attention that much. The um what was said afterwards, you remember what um I don't call his name out, but one of the offensive linemen coach said, if I knew we was up uh, two touchdowns in the Super Bowl, the LOB, we wouldn't even be in that position. You remember Somebody that? Somebody said that? You remember that? No. Well, you, well, you said it was O-line coach. What well, O-line coach, Kyle. There's only one O-line coach. There's only one O-line it's, it's coach. Two, it's O-line. Pick, pick one of the two. Uh, <laughs> pick one of the two. Well, one uh, of them was Tom Cable. And the other one was Rule. Pat Rule. Um, Pat Rule wouldn't say that, so it was Tom Cable. Okay. Anyway, I don't throw, throw neither one of them on the bus, but it's one of them. Right. Well, okay. And, um, right. So if anybody watching, I'm the one that messed up and yeah. just made the assumption yeah, that it was yeah. Tom Cable. Yeah. My bad. Okay, finish. The stuff that was said, the the lack of accountability, the the resentment, the conspiracies. Now the conspiracy the cons- stuff was interesting. The I ain't gonna lie, that was interesting. Yes. Okay, can we stop right there? What, what, what conspiracies? Well. The conspiracy that I, I was hearing was they didn't want Marshawn to win it, right? They didn't, because he wasn't going to say, I'm going to Disney World. Like, because that was the whole, <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's what I was hearing. I, was you hearing something different? It's it, it's more like the subconscious uh, conspiracies. Yes, same okay. thing. Like, it, was, it wasn't intentional, but it was, like, so subtle, like, no, we, we, okay. We, on the scale on the scale of one to ten on that conspiracy of they didn't want Marshawn to get the MVP, 10 being the most serious, how serious do you think that conspiracy was? What would you rate that? Ooh, I would put it 50 50. And the only reason I put it 50, only reason I put it even that high, honestly, because what was it a couple, couple last year, somebody came out and was like, oh, the NFL scripted. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's why I wouldn't go, like, I wouldn't go that deep into it because. If it was scripted, I, I would I would X my name out of that one before breaking my neck. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, from that perspective, that's why I'm I'll say I'm fifty fifty on it. But I can see why other guys are like, yeah, because of everything that was going on at that time with Marshawn and then of course Russ and and all that good stuff. I can see why people was pushing that narrative. I say sixty percent. Sixty? Ooh, you say fifty? You say sixty? You know, you guys talked about you said. Uh, player, player, because a lot of times when we get on the show, KJ, it seemed like we we always talk about like you know player beefs and all that kind of stuff, or player on this coach. Is there has there ever been coach to coach beef? Oh yeah, I think offense well, and defense goes. I mean, all time. what? I don't, I don't know. You yeah. guys tell me. Has there ever been coach to coach beef? I mean, everybody always talking about the player beef, this and this and that. What about the coaches' beef? Tell us about them. Let me tell you something. Go, go for it. I ain't never told nobody this. Before before you say this, let, <laughs> let me just let me just uh uh, uh give, give them a little backstory. So most people don't realize <laughs> no, most people don't realize that offense and defense are two different teams throughout the entire week. Like we don't like I don't I don't go against Russell Wilson every practice. Like maybe two periods out of out of a 15 yep. period. Like we don't we are two different teams. It's on game day where we become one. So the coaches come from that perspective too. Now go ahead and give your story. I'm not telling you no names. <laughs> So don't ask. Okay. <laughs> Kansas City play. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, week yeah, before, yeah, yeah. Kansas City run a speed option to our left. 
Okay. Bruce Irvin is in the position. Do I take the quarterback or the pitch? It's just close to the goal line, huh? Close to the goal line. Mm-hmm. Kansas City score. Coaches on the sideline, yep. defensive coaches, defensive going coaches. at it. Yep, 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 Get your yep. players right. Yep. He's supposed to know what he's doing. What you coaching over there? Yeah, yeah. This Who, is defense, though. This is two defensive coaches going. Two defensive coaches. Okay. Go to the Super Bowl. Same year, I get beat by Gronkowski for a touchdown. Okay. Same thing. Sorry ass linebackers can't do this. Get yeah! your dudes right. What you doing? <laughs> Other I, coach, I, he I ain't going. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cause see, this is this is real life. Like I put in blood, sweat, and tears, hours and hours. Watch who you talking to. <laughs> so Bruce Irvin, linebacker, he didn't get the play. And then another situation, you got beat by Gronk. And see, I know he that to, Ken North Jr. was a three-time Super Bowl champion. In a row. And so three in a row, Ken Norton Jr. And so I think that Ken Norton Jr. was your coach. So somebody's going off on Ken Norton Jr. Okay, got that. Boom. The next situation, I got to figure out who's talking. <laughs> so at the same time, so at the same time, I got to think about who the DB coach is. Maybe the DB coach is Chris Richard. Chris Richard is going to show respect to Ken Norton Jr. He ain't coming at him like that. This sounds like it wasn't Chris Richard, another defensive coach. Now, can the head coach be a part of the defensive coaches? Pete, the defensive guy. He a defensive guy. But but, but I, got, I would say Pete, Pete wouldn't be spazzing out like that in front of us, though. I don't know if I, have you seen Pete spazz out like that in front of us on on game day? I've never seen this man yeah, spazz. Yeah. Okay, so, now, who, so who went off on Ken Norton Jr.? We're not, nope. That's locker room. That stays there. That stays there. It's KJ but all day, though. You're, clo- you're close, That's, though. That stays there. I'm close. I think. And, and so back to what we were saying. Make sure yes. y'all put in the comments who y'all think. So Un- understand that people just see teams. All oh, these guys, they play with each other. They love each other. They get along so well. No, that's, the that's, that's not the case to an extent. But you best believe we're grown men. We alphas. We got testosterone. Ego. It does mean a lot to us. We got egos, mm-hmm. stuff like that going awry. I mean, it's it's inevitable though. Like you just said, alpha, ego. Uh, nobody wants to be the reason why, but all these things are the same reason why we were so good too, right? Mm-hmm. Like no one wanted to be the weakest link on that defense. No one wanted to be the weakest link on that defense. It was to the point where like, man, I better step my game up because I, I, I'm i feeling like I'm number 10 on this defense right mm-hmm. now. You know what I'm saying? So like, nah, Dan Quinn, DQ. DQ was upstairs. DQ was upstairs? DC. Hey, upstairs, bleep this out. I'm going to say this name, but bleep it out. No, so you can move on no, from it. No, man. Let, let them keep guessing. Let's <laughs> part of the show. Let's go, <laughs> man. We ain't going to say yes or no. Dan Quinn's upstairs. I got to figure out who's down there on the field during that time. Keep going with the stories. Don't worry about we it. We <laughs> keep fast going with Um, Cliff. Yes, sir. I've never asked you this. Uh-oh. I've been knowing you going on... 10 years now. 10, 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, Hell of a career. You, time sir. in Detroit, time in Seattle, made the Pro Bowl, and like you battled in the Super Bowl, you battled Stingers. Yeah, you know, in the later part of your career, bro, walk me through when we played the Colts. Yeah, and you chasing Jacoby, and you missed wow. the tackle. And well, you had to throw that out there. Yeah, I did I'm miss sorry. the tackle. I did miss the tackle. And you suffered. I wish I, I would have went out on a sack though. I would. Oh, that would have been the best thing ever. Talk to and me. And that would have been seventy five sacks too. But um. It's crazy, man. It's a play that I've probably made a thousand times in my career. You know what I'm saying? You know, if somebody's pulling off on you, try to clip the legs together type thing. But I guess I was closer than I I, I, I was supposed to be. 
And basically, his heel while he was running came up and hit me up underneath my face mask. It was kind of like a whiplash type of effect, right? Mm -hmm. But the crazy part about this is, like, as soon as it happens, like, I feel a shock go through both of my arms. If it, I, I'm thinking it's a stinger, but typically a stinger is just on one arm, you know what I'm saying? But both arms. And the, the wild thing is I'm face down, and I'm like, I, need, I couldn't push myself up. I'm like, I need to roll over because I don't want them to think I'm concussed. Like, that's the first thing I'm thinking of. Like, I don't want them to think I'm concussed because I don't want to come out the game. I think it was a Sunday night game or a Monday night game, too. Mom's just watching. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I roll over. Then I, I roll over without using my hands. Then I, I kind of pop up and I'm sitting on my on my behind. But by the time I'm sitting on my behind, I start getting feeling in my hands. So if you watch the film, you kind of see me doing this right here because I'm I'm starting to get feeling in, in both of my hands or whatever. Dots come over or whatever. Shout out to Dr. Herring again. Mm -hmm. You know, come over like, hey, what are you feeling? I'm like, oh, I just got a stinger. I'm good. Like, I'm good. You know, because I, I, we all know the doggone concussion test protocol is like, mm -hmm. oh, what day is it? What's the quarter? You know, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm good there. You know what I mean? So it's like, walk me off to the sidelines. They was like, hey, so both arms got a stinger? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just a stinger, though. Like, I'm setting my guy up. I'm like, I, I was close. Like, I'm close to getting me a sack. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And again, this is number 75. Like, I'm like, I know where I'm at stat-wise, right? So mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm good. Like, trust me, I'm good. Dr. Heron's like, he put you in that little blue tent. He's like, hey, man, look, stinger is typically in one arm. When it's both arms, it's usually a spinal injury. And I'm like, a spinal injury? As soon as he says that, I'm like, all right, I kind of just dropped my shoulders. Like, all right, well, what do we need to do? He's like, yeah, I think we should go to the hospital. So I walked to the locker room, changed my first time in my entire career where, like, I actually had to walk back to the locker room during the game. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Walked back, changed clothes, jumped in the shower, changed clothes. Ambulance actually pulls up to the locker room, which I didn't know they could do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They pull up to the locker room, jump in the ambulance or whatever, take me to the, uh, to the hospital. So... So we at the hospital. I'm taking this MRI test, and this is my wife telling me this now. Um, taking the MRI test, I'm, I'm I'm fine, but you know you're in that thing for 45 minutes. And T said Dr. Heron was in there joking with her, and then when like some of the results was coming, like his face kind of got you know a little serious or whatever. Again, this is after the fact that I'm finding this out. So you know I get up, I'm feeling fine or whatever. Um, side note. While I'm in the hospital, this is how close we were as a team. While I'm in the hospital, halftime rolls around. Like three or four guys FaceTime me, like, hey, bro, where you at? Like, you good? Like, what's going on? Like, this is in the middle of a Monday night game. Everybody FaceTime me. So that made me feel good about myself. Like, oh, I'm, a, I'm somewhat of yeah. a, a decent person. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Yeah. They think about me during halftime. Um, but so they, they take me to the room, right? I kid you not, this doctor comes out to me and he's like, hey, are you sure you're okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. The first couple times, like, yeah, I'm okay. And he was coming back like every five to 10 minutes, like, hey, are you sure you're okay? I'm like, after number. 10, I'm like, bro, like, so, like, stop asking me that. Mm -hmm. He's like, man, honestly, the only reason I ask is because most people don't walk in with this injury. They're paralyzed. I said, what? Okay. And that's when it hit me. Where it's like, oh, this might be over with. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, I'm like, word? Like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you got, uh, you got a herniated disc and it's in your spinal cord fluid. Now, I, I didn't pay attention much in anatomies, but I did know that if anything is in your spinal cord fluid, tip, most times they're not, like, those people are, are, are paralyzed, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, but you're not feeling anything, no no, no symptoms, no nothing. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm solid, you know what I'm saying? In my head, I'm like, I'm playing next week, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But he tells me you're paralyzed. He's like, well, we're going to wait on the, the top neuro guy or whatever, and they ran some more tests or whatever. Um, so, so, so that's when, like, it was like, oh, this thing might actually be over with, you know what I'm saying? Um, and the crazy thing is I started having contract talks and all kinds of other stuff, too. Mm -hmm. So it, it was just one of those things where it – it got real, real quick. So rewind, rewind for me. You said a lot then. 
when that play happened, you like, there's no doubt in my mind, it's just a stinger. I'm going to be ready for next week. You're not thinking that play was your last play. No, 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 no. Man, one thing about NFL players, like, we some tough guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, I done seen, like, I done played through some stuff. You know what I'm saying? And, like, a stinger, nah, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. once I feel good, do some neck exercises, some shrugs or whatever. Like, be back. I'm back. Like, it, it, mm-hmm. it didn't cross my mind one time. But I can also say, like, I never felt both arms go numb either. You see what I'm saying? But I wasn't thinking that it was a career-ending type of thing. Mm-hmm. And they was like, <laughs> on the field, they was like, hey, we, we're going to get a, 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 a stretcher to come get you. A stretcher? Monday night? My mama watching. Boy, you trying to kill my mama? No, nah, I'm walking off to the sideline. No, nah, yeah. I wish I would yeah. get on this track. If I can walk? Oh, no, yeah, we're not yeah. doing that. But uh, I definitely didn't think it was, it was going to be my last play. So time goes on. You talk to Dr. Heron. You leave the hospital. Mm-hmm. What's the next steps? So now at this point, now it's like, okay, let's talk to some of the top spinal doctors in the country mm-hmm. to, to get opinions. Because one thing we've learned is you can't trust a team doctor. <laughs> like that's that's just right. a common thing through yes. the because they work for the team. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so so now I'm I'm my agent and I we're, we're calling. I'm going to visit different doctors. So I, I talk to like usually you get like two opinions. I went and got like six opinions. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. everybody kept saying the same thing. It's like yeah, uh, you might not have to have surgery, but you definitely shouldn't play anymore. You might not have to have surgery, but you should definitely play anymore. You know what I mean? Um, and then you know I had like one or two that was like ah, if you have the surgery. You know, you might you, you might be able to give it a spin again. You know what I'm saying? So like that was the hope. Like for every three doctors said no, I get one. So that that led me to go yes. ask some more doctors. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, because you you just wanted to know what what was what. You know what I mean? And it was also something I've, like we've been doing for for most of our lives at that point. Hmm. So you go through when it's the final day that you decide or the decision is made for you to hang it up. Mm-hmm. What happens? It was intense. So, um, so th- now that I I kind of know that okay, it might be somewhat over with. Now the question is, should I have the surgery? Which is basically putting, um, taking the uh, the the herniated disc out and putting a plate in my neck. And I'm like, man, like it's neck surgery. You messing with the spinal cord? Like, do I do I really want to do this? And then mind you, now during this process, Cam ends up getting hurt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this is like three weeks after mine happened. Mm-hmm. So Cam ended up getting hurt and somewhat of the same symptoms. So now I'm like, okay, well, Cam probably has the same thing I have, you know, and they, very similar or whatever. And so so now it's like, okay, do you have the surgery? Do you not have the surgery? And my whole thing was like, man, I got two boys. Like, if or if I'm driving and the airbag hits me in the face, like, does that does that put me in jeopardy of being paralyzed and all these different things? And I was like, ah, I'm going to hold off on it. I'm going to hold off on it because, again, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of surgeries. And... I'm playing with my oldest son, and we're 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 out in the backyard, and he does a front flip. He's like, Dad, can you do a front uh, uh, a cartwheel? He does a cartwheel. He's like, Dad, can you do a cartwheel? I'm like, of course I can do it. I'm an elite athlete. What you mean? And I do the cartwheel, and that was the first time I felt that same sensation Damn. that I had on the football field. Damn. That's when I was like, all right, I need to at least have the surgery. You know what I'm saying? And I went and had the surgery probably like a week later. Same guy that did uh, Peyton Manning surgery, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Watkins, shout out to Dr. Watkins, um, did the surgery and honestly, like, ain't never had any issues with my neck from that point on. But it was over then, once you decided to have the surgery. No, so so again, some doc said if I had the surgery, I could possibly play. Okay. But 
there was a couple things that that didn't even like that that made me not even consider it. One, my old man before he passed away used to always say, "Hey man, once you get to ten years, like hang it up, hang it up. Once you get to ten years, I know that's your number because he wanted me hanging up years before that because all the injuries and stuff that you sustain. He's like, but if you get to ten, hang it up." And I used to say, all I want to do is get to 10. All I want to do is get to 10. But when you get to 10 and you're balling, I had just come off a of Pro Bowl, like mm-hmm. my ninth year. So I was still ascending, you know what I'm saying? My ninth year or whatever. Um, but those two things kind of stuck with me. And then also it's just like, at what point is enough enough too? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At what point, like, if if you make all this money but can't enjoy it on the back end, what was the point of making it in the first place? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like that, that was kind of my mindset going into it. Who was the first person? Called and told, like that. I was going to hang. This, this is it. I so the one word you couldn't say is I, you going to retire. Like that's just from a contract standpoint. You don't. Oh yeah. You, you, you yeah, never yeah. say you going to retire. Yeah. Because as soon as you say you going to retire, sometimes you might even have to pay some money back because it's prorated and all these mm-hmm. other things, right? So you never say you going to retire. So I'm on TV on NFL Network, like, hey, you going to play? Yep. I, I still <laughs> plan on playing, but in the back of my head, I know I, I was done. But as far as for who I called, um. I didn't tell anybody. I don't even know if I, I, I mean, my wife knew. Um, and my mom, my mom, my mom was adamant about it though. She was like, I don't know what this TV stuff talking about, but you not stepping back on the field again. You know what I'm saying? Um, but besides them, it was just more of a, you know, you're just going to announce it. Like the Seahawks and I had a plan on how we was going to roll it all out. And shouts out to the Seahawks for this. Because when the injury happened, John Snyder called me. This is before I had the surgery or whatever. He's like, look, Man, we appreciate everything you've done for us. You helped us win Super Bowl, help us do this. Just came off a Pro Bowl year. Like, you're a heck of a leader. But I know your family. And I wouldn't feel comfortable putting you back on the football field again. You know? And, like, that's the first time while I was in the NFL where it didn't feel transactional. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and he was just like, if you play football again, it won't be for the Seahawks. Seahawks. Mm-hmm. As much as we need you. Mm-hmm. It won't be for the Seattle Seahawks. Shout out to John Schneider. Mm-hmm. Hats off to John Schneider for that. But also, this is, how I know, this is how I know he was a real one because after I had the surgery and I got released and all that stuff, four other teams called. was like, hey, we can, we can have you sign a waiver if you still want to play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, but that's the NFL, though. That's yeah. the NFL. But it wasn't mm-hmm. worth it for me. It wasn't worth it for me. Um, I've been fortunate to be around a lot of you guys for the last 20 years. And I've known many a stories behind the scenes that guys have told me. And some of the roughest stories that I have been told have been um, when you guys retire, Mm -hmm. within those first two years especially. Like you say, you guys are tough. You guys get on TV. Mm -hmm. The camera's going. Everything good. Yeah. But that ain't... Faking the funk. But it ain't what be happening sometimes. So... Mm -hmm. I would like to ask you guys if you guys want to share about some of the rough times because I think there's some guys that are currently in the league or have left the league that are watching this and can really help mm-hmm. by your vulnerability to tell real stories. 1,000%. You want to go first? I'll go first. Um, for me, I was fortunate enough that I didn't have that identity crisis. Yes. I never identified myself in, in football as a part of it, but... I've always been rooted in Christ, so I was lucky on that piece. But one thing that I struggled with was the isolation part, not being a part of something, not having a team that I could go see every day, not being able to see my brothers each and every day. 
And for me, just being in this house, it's quiet. Yeah. It's um, I'm gonna say lonely, like you know my wife, but it's you don't get that same feeling. It's different. It's you know a different space about? for you. It's, it's new to you. And like I'm used to each and every Sunday walking out 70,000, 80,000 people, ham. going ham, making plays, to being on my couch. I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. This ain't what you do. This yeah. your body not built to be sitting on this couch. Yeah. Yeah. And I just felt like watching, you know, your guys do their thing, like, damn, like I'm supposed to be out there. I wanna be out there. And mm-hmm. I just had that lonely isolation feeling. And um, like you said, shout out to the Seahawks. I could go to the VMAC, yep. get my fix, but um, that loneliness when you're not around your boys, that was really hard for me to process. And to this day, I still feel it. So what you speak on is what you'll probably hear from 90% of guys, 99% of guys. Most times than not, we don't necessarily miss game day. We miss the locker room. We miss the camaraderie. We miss being around guys. Like, shouts out to our wives, but like, we miss being around people that understand and have the same mindset as us, right? Because if you think about this, in high school, you probably had 60 to 70 players on your team. College, you got 100 and some odd players on your team. Pros, you got 50 to 60 guys on your team. So for the last 15 to 20 years, you've been around. 50 to 100 guys that have the same exact mindset as you, Mm -hmm. have the same work ethic as you, have the same uh, mentality as you. Uh, Doesn't matter where, what background you have, but we all have, we have an appreciation for what we bring Mm -hmm. uh, to this sport, right? So you go from that to boom, it's just you, your wife, and them kids. That's a different, that's just, it's just foreign territory to you. What, what does, what does marriage look like when you go always gone, doing your thing, and now you, now, now y'all actually gotta y'all actually gotta get to know each other. <laughs> that, that part, yeah. Time out, time out. Whoa, whoa, that is for real. No, that's a real thing. Like I gotta. That's a real thing. I I really I'm used to being gone ten hours out the day. Now I'm not just that, not just that off season. Okay, I only I'm used to being with you for two months, not twelve months. Yes, and off season <laughs> low key fantasy. Like we are in Hawaii. We yeah, in we Cabo. traveling. We on the move. Yeah, yeah. She gotta look at you every day. You be like, dang, I ain't know you was bringing these all these damn Amazon boxes here all, all the time. She's like, but it's new to her too, though. Like, yeah. we can't discount that part, right? It's new to her too, where where it's like, you in here messing up stuff. You in here like making a, just making making things a little bit different for them too. But before we dive into the marriage piece of it, I think with football and like it being gone, the biggest thing I would say to 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 guy young players in particular right now, man, don't burn bridges. Don't burn bridges. And what I mean by that is, man, I don't, like, for me, for example, like, the janitor all the way to this, uh, to John Snyder and whoever else, they all got treated the same. G- all got treated the same with respect. With re- Because the, the big thing is, I've seen janitors, and in my career, I've seen guys that were lower level, damn near janitors, become presidents and whatever mm-hmm. else of, of clubs. Well, by the time you get to year 10, 11, 12, and you was a jerk to that janitor, and you need a job, guess what he gonna look at you and say? Hell no, you got to keep it going, right? Mm-hmm. So don't burn bridges from that perspective. And also, my first two years of being out the league, like, I was fortunate enough that I didn't burn bridges that I can go to that locker room. I'll come chop it up with you every Tuesday, every Thursday, every mm-hmm. Friday, whatever day it was, to be able to get that fix of camaraderie because all y'all was still in there. And everybody actually genuinely was happy to see me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, I was that, like, that got me through that transition of peace because I was still able to get my fix whenever I needed to be around the guys, going to the locker room, going to the practices and different things like that. Like I still was able to get that that camaraderie feel. Do you think guys 
married guys need to see someone when they get done? Like marriage with, counselors? Marriage counselors with a spouse? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, go ahead. Let me get a little deep here. Yeah, let let's me, look let's, at G. Let's go, let me let's look go. at G here. Let's go. I'm going to get a little deep here. Do you think that women, when they see <clears throat> professional athletes, not necessarily like I see this baller, this money. Some do, though. Go ahead. You know what I mean? And when you're done, what do they see when you're done and take off the helmet? Mm. Our, you know, guys own mm. spouses. What do they see mm. when I fell in love with this guy who was always on TV, always had these fans? They fell in love with the lifestyle. What do they see when the cleats come off? It's not all of them, obviously, no, but... Yeah, yeah. I, you, you know, uh, I don't know, because I ain't never been a wife. <laughs> Thoughts. But, but my thoughts on this and from stories that I have been told by a lot of you guys, Cliff, you just mentioned the lifestyle and I'll just give you just a simple, just a very little thing. So when you are in the league, the wife gets to drive into the parking, <laughs> right? Go right in, different go access. up, whether go up to the suite, right? The access is different. When y'all done playing, general admission, baby. They gotta go general admission, waiting along lines. And so somebody listening to this and probably say, oh, oh, first world problems. But that's just one small change. Yeah. That doesn't count the different uh, parties being invited to. Mm-hmm. That kind of the restaurants kind of mm-hmm. get cut off. Mm-hmm. The y'all not relationships. Bring, y'all not bringing the checks in that you mm. used to. Mm. So some of y'all are retiring at the age of 30, 32, life expectancy in the United States of America, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> is 74, 75. So if you're retiring, hear me out, at mm. 32, and you gotta live another 40 years, you gotta let that you gotta make that money stretch. You gotta make that money work. So she can't spend, you can't spend like you used to. Problems arise. Different type of conversations are being had too, right? I think so. I think it is a transition for the wives too. And that that's something honestly I didn't consider mm. through the transition. Like I didn't understand. Mm. Like that was a transition for my wife too, right? Mm-hmm. Like understanding that piece. So then there's more grace in that space. But I think from a lifestyle standpoint, like the, honestly, depending on how you spent your money when you were playing, like my whole goal was to be able to live the way I was living when I was playing when I'm done. Mm-hmm. But that's also like being smart in how you move and budgets and everything else. Right. But just understanding that things are completely different. You yep. don't have the same access that you yep. used to have. You yep. know what I'm saying? You don't have the same, uh, people aren't on that. You're, you're not, you're not on that short list anymore. Like some people jumped you <laughs> now mm-hmm. instead of you being number two, now you're number 10, 15. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the piece that I think guys struggle with too. Right. Because it was a lifestyle thing. Right. So, like, so women as well, they got to, Adjust. They go through it. You got to adjust with us as well. They got to they gotta adjust too. But then you you said something that was interesting that's very true. It's like, now how do they view you when it's over with? And and I think, you know, they say the average is like, uh, I think within three to five years, most guys are getting divorced after mm-hmm. they're, the, they're, they're retired. But it's, 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 it's part, part of that, is that too is like, if she was in love with the lifestyle more than she was in love with you, she's probably gone. 
If she was in and love, when she leave your ass, she gonna leave with half. <laughs> that ain't funny. That's not funny. That's messed up. Man. I was supposed to do. That. Man, I, I'm just you, saying. True. Now, it's true. now, <laughs> I do think that there is an advantage for you guys live that are Seattle Seahawks players, and if you lived here, and I had an example of this the other day when I was with Cliff one time. And Cliff, you, you, you'll, you'll remember this. In a lot of cities across the country, NFL teams, most of the time in these cities, the athlete is the highest paid mm-hmm. person. Like, the, if the quarterback or the left tackle, yeah. they yeah. are the highest yeah. paid yeah. in those towns. Yeah. But in Seattle, huh? <laughs> in Seattle, Cliff and I were at a party. And by the way, I'm used to being the poorest person in the room. <laughs> That's no big deal. That's motivation, though. But here's what struck me about this particular party. Yeah. Yes, I was the poorest person in the room still. But the second poorest person in the room was Cliff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You ain't got that tech money. Nah. How much does that help you guys It either keep you humble and or keep you hungry in this town. Mm-hmm. For me, I, 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 it's everything. That's why I stayed, honestly. Um, putting your ego aside. And, all, and now, don't get me wrong, guys have egos. So some guys want to be the, the top dog in whatever city they're in and be a target and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But but for me, it was, it was humbling because now there's room for growth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now there's room for me to be able to learn and grow outside of football. Oh, you want to hang around me because I want a Super Bowl? Great. I'm all for it. <laughs> hey, but tell me how you got $200 million. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm putting me on game. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, like, you got to be thirsty for the information, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, I run with a lot of different individuals, like, now that I have genuine relationships with now. Yeah. But, like, my, my door, like, me getting my foot in the door was me being an athlete. Okay, mm-hmm. well, but now I don't want to just talk about football. I want to talk about business mm-hmm. now. I want to understand how you evaluate your company. I want to understand how you start your company. I want to understand, you know, the growth process of your company. So now that allows me to grow and to better myself yep. uh, as I go on this journey. Yep. And I hate to go back to this. I really do. But fellas got to understand this, G. Mm. Going back to what we were talking about. Them women, when you playing, they go put up with it while oh, you playing. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Talk to you. They go put up with it. Oh, uh, yeah. The girls DM, hey, I was with your man the other night. Yeah, they go put up with it. Hey, I saw, hey, I saw this, I saw that. While you playing, I hate you. But they go stay with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. When you get done, mm-hmm. ha. shit. Ha. Shit. <laughs> hey, hey, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. K- KJ. So this topic seems to be hot. You're coming back to this. You, It seems like you are talking to these current players that are still in the league and you're trying to give them some game. So my point is treat your woman with respect. That's just borderline. Let's treat yeah. your woman right. Love your woman. If you say I'm committed to you, you're the only one, respect that. Yeah. Be truthful with her. Because they go put up with it, they go cry, do all that stuff. It's a but you best believe in the back of their mind. Yeah. Come on now. But it's also some professional wives too now. Like it's a professional. What's, what's a professional wife? What's that? What's that? Oh, they just riding with you till 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 the wheels fall off, till it's done. Like it's it's a lot of that too. You've seen that? Heck yeah! Early in my career, oh man, man. <laughs> Here's a story. Here's a story. So. This guy's a mentor of mine, so I ain't even gonna bring his name up. But 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 he'll he'll probably say something like this. 
I watch my guy, love him to death. Every time I see, every time I see him, I try to take him to dinner. Like that's my guy. Um, I see my man come, and and it was married for like three years or four years at the time. Had a baby, whatever, right? He comes and signs a new deal. Do you know that his wife put in divorce papers two days after he signed that new deal? So she's entitled to half of that entire deal, regardless if he's with her or not. And had to cut her a $10 million check? No, he didn't. $10 million check, KJ. <clears throat> so these are lessons that I've... So, so, so when you see stuff like this, it, it hardens your heart a little bit. Because now you, like, you're looking at every single woman or person or whatever. Like, are you here for the right reasons? Like, you're going you're gonna to ask yourself that. It's if, inevitable. You know, and I've seen this. You if, know what I'm learning from you guys? And, 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 <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm being serious. You guys are teaching me, and this is what you're saying. All the time, investments come up. People got financial advisors. Whether you invest in, 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 in tech and yeah, all this stuff. Oh, sounds like you got to invest in your wife. That sounds like that that is the most important investment because watch watch this, watch this. If that investment goes wrong, (laughs) you can lose half your portfolio. You know know the old saying, shit slides downhill? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Shit slides downhill. Quick. When the wife ain't right, kids ain't right, you ain't right, money ain't right, house ain't right, mental ain't right. Uh, If that wife ain't right... Everything else falling down. But here. I know you, KJ. That's too, you do, you, that's too much pressure. You came back to this topic for a reason. And I know you because for some reason, <laughs> I just, I don't think guys really listen to this part of it. I don't think guys, when they in it, they just like, oh, this is y'all some old school dudes talking. <laughs> it seems man. like y'all got a lot of things that you've seen over the years where you're like, take care listen, of your house. I, I love my brothers. I love my brothers with all my heart. And it starts with us. It starts with us taking care of our families. And when we do right by our wives, when we do right by our business, the women are going to do right. It's not, most of the time, they're going to do you right. Got, now, you well. got to pick the right one, too, now. And that's, that's on you, too. That's on you, too. Just like it's on you to make sure you know what's going on with your finances, with your financial advisor, you got to make sure you're picking the right woman, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't, know how, I don't know how you test them and all this other stuff or whatever, but you just got to make sure you do right and understanding that this, this this asset can be a liability real quick. <laughs> this mm. asset of yours can be a liability really quick okay. if you don't do right by it. Okay. Y'all got some cool wives though. I got to give a shout out to Tia. Shout yeah. out to Nat. Y'all, all, y'all. We would be going in on them. Even, even, <laughs> we even, would be going in on our wives like this. Even when I was that. a car wash yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. y'all was still cool with me. I rocks with Tia yeah. and Nat. I just want to say that. All right. Last thing before we let you go, man. Last thing before we let you go. Back to the retirement piece. Yes, sir. Is it possible to retire? No, let me ask you this. Is it possible to prepare? Mm. Is it possible to prepare, to prepare for the emotional side mm-hmm. of retirement? Is that possible? I, I, I say this all the time. I say the longer you play, the harder it gets. You, you said this earlier, right? You said that you didn't identify as football being who you are. It was what you do. Like, I, I'm a firm, like, that's what I try to stand on my entire career. Like, football is what, it's just another job for me. It's not who I am, right? Now, the longer you play, the harder it gets for you to see that line. Like, I say to Tom Brady, for example, this man been playing football for 25 years, and he's only, he's 45 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's most, so it's hard for you not to identify as right. a football player. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the longer you play, the harder it is. But what I do know is 
there's an expiration date for us all. There's a it's an expiration date for us all. I don't care if it stops in high school. I don't care if it stops in college. I don't care if it stops in the pros. You're not going. There's not too many Tom Brady's out there, mm-hmm. and he plays he plays the right position for that, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest thing, man, is just taking advantage and figuring out what else you like to do. Yes, football's fun. Football is, is all these great things. And for whatever reason, we put mental blocks in our head as if we can't learn other things while we're doing it. Because that's what we've been conditioned to think. Most coach, how many times, how many times, uh, well, you didn't have this because you had Coach Carroll the whole time, but early in my career, it's like, oh man, uh, you're not focused on football because you got this business venture going. Oh, you're not focused on football because you got these different things going on. It's like, no, I can have those things going on and still be a great football player. Mm-hmm. I just need to know when this thing stops, what else I'm going to do? What mm-hmm. else do I like to do? And that's typically the hard part for us is figuring out what the next move is. And and for me, it was, man, let's just try everything. Like that 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 brand equity piece we talked about yep. offline, like yep. I started off in media. That was great. And that actually helped me get better at just being able to speak to y'all on the mic, but more so than anything, like when I go into these boardrooms, now I'm not nervous because mm-hmm. I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can speak with confidence. You know what I'm saying? But like trying different things out because most times they're not as athletes. We, oh, I, I don't want to do this. Oh, I don't want to try this. Oh, I don't, man, try a bunch try of stuff and, 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 and see because you've been so consumed <laughs> with football for so long, you don't really know what else you really like to do. Mm-hmm. But don't let that be your identity. Lightning round before you go. Just roll. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you the name. Oh, man, G, don't do that it. That means you have 10 seconds to give your opinion about them. You can't go long. Go lightning round. And KJ, if you come up with some names, you give it out there. You ready? All right. Here we go. Start off. Richard Sherman. <laughs> uh, one of the one, great cornerback, but an even better person. Earl Thomas. I wanted to fight him, but he ended up being one of my, one of, a good friend of mine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cam Chancellor. A beast. I, I think Cam was um he was the backbone of our defense. Mm. Uh Marshawn Lynch. He was the backbone of our team. Oh. Wait, time out. Why? Marshawn, like Marshawn, if you look at this, Marshawn was an offensive player, but he only hung around defensive players. He only hung around. So like Marshawn understood the longer he was out there on the field, the easier it was gonna be the game was gonna be for us, right? And like the running game takes time off the clock. Mm-hmm. So we might play, we might play some games where we only get 45, 50 snaps. Mm-hmm. So guess what? Them 45, 50 snaps gonna be hell for whoever it is. Now, if we gotta go out there and play hundred snaps, it's gonna be a little bit lighter for him. So I thought Marshawn was the backbone of our team because his style of play and he understood what he meant for the defense too. Wow. That's that's a big one. Russell uh, Wilson. Uh Russ was what oh, what what's the what are we doing again? Lightning round. I'll okay. give you an opinion on Russell. Oh, no, I just want to know. No, <laughs> Russell, Russell's my guy. He's a good guy. I, I think misunderstood. That's going. That's that's my that's my comment for Russ. Okay. Time out again. Uh, <laughs> why? <laughs> why is you know what? That's my opinion. Wanna, that's my opinion. No, 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 no. I want to say something. I, I'm going to say something that you tell me off the record. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to bring it to the front. Yep. You always. Speak highly yep. of Russell. That's my guy. Okay, I want to just say this. Mm-hmm. You always have told me, G, Russ, a lot of times is misunderstood. Mm-hmm. You tell me that often. So mm-hmm. since you just brought it up, I, I brought it here. Yeah. Can you help us understand why is he misunderstood? What, what are we? What are we not getting? <clears throat> what are we missing? I think. I think one. Russ doesn't defend himself. I think that's strike one for him. 
Like, there's a lot of stuff that's always being said about him. He never really defends himself. So now you allow people to create their own narratives or whatever else. That's on him to figure that piece out. But what I think with Russ is, and why I never have anything negative to say about Russ, is because Russ has never done anything to me. Anytime I've ever needed Russell to come through an event, to, to chop, chop it up about investments, to talk about whatever, he's always been a phone call away. And I, and I'm not, I'm, I was never that big superstar for him. to. He's an A-list guy, like, but he's always been able to pick up my call. And I would do that for anyone. Like If somebody would come up to me and be like, hey, G. Scott is a jerk. He's this, he's that. I don't know that G. Scott. The G. Scott I know is this, that, and the third. Like, G is awesome. He does these different things. Like He's always been there for me. So I can only speak based on how my experience is with him. Now, I can understand I might get the best version of other people that's not in the locker room, but like in the locker room, I know these guys, so I can I can see both sides of it. For, so for me, Russ has always been a stand-up guy for me. Anytime I've needed him, heck, I, I FaceTimed with him the other day. Like, he's he's always been there for me, so I, I, I have nothing negative to say about Russ. I'm going to keep it a book right now. This is fire around for me. Are we, we not, this not a, this not no, a, no, no, no. Okay. Let's piggyback off of that. Um, I witnessed two different Russes. Young, hungry, energetic, enthusiastic. And I witnessed the Russell Wilson that low-key got picked on. Mm-hmm. That low-key got... Ain't no low-key. That boy was getting picked on. He was getting picked on. But he never defended himself. That's the piece I'm talking I about. Never even, I never even thought about that. Yeah. He never defended himself. And Deuce is always, like, worried about him, taking shots at him. Then I saw another Russ. When Deuce started leaving, hey, I'm the head honcho around this motherfucker. Y'all mm-hmm. better listen to me. And, and he was... He was the big man on campus then. Mm-hmm. He was the big man on campus. What you said about him never defending himself during that era, or even now. Yeah. That's yeah, the, hey, man, say, say something. Drop him. Yeah. Drop him. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that, that peachy, nice and going, I love the Lord stuff, that's great. At the same time, <laughs> let him hang sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And put people in their place. Yeah. Get manscaped. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but 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 also going back to Russ though, man, I think I think just his personality doesn't allow him to 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 take it there. I just think he's one of those guys that at some point he'll probably say something, but again, like he's just an easy target because he's never going to respond to anything. So do you see there being a time like here pretty soon they're going to celebrate you guys, the 10 year anniversary of winning it. Obviously he's going to be still playing during that time. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Russ for still, even still playing. 1,000%. Um, but do you foresee a time where all you guys are all together and Russ is hanging out with you guys, all you guys together, where it's a kumbaya moment. Maybe Russ can wear that Hawaiian shirt that he wore when he first <laughs> went to Hawaii. That's before but, Russ got paid. That's big before dollars, Russ big got, dollars. But big no, no, dollars. I'm being serious though. You, do you foresee a time where Everybody get together. Yes. It would be in a structured environment. A structured environment? It would be like at a reunion, all the guys, but like, hey, let's go to Joey's, Earl's, kick it. I personally don't see that. I I can see I, I can I can agree with that. I also think time heals all things, right? And I think all the bashing and all the other stuff that he gets from a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Five, 10 years from now, like all that stuff be dead. Russ probably still won't say anything about it. And we'll act like it wasn't nothing. You know what I'm saying? I might be the person to bring it up, man. Y'all foul for that or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but overall though, like I I can see me kicking it with him. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I get along with everybody until you disrespect me. And most times that doesn't happen. So I'm good. Pete Carroll. An extremely great coach. Great mentally, uh, a, a psychologist. 
He's great when it, when it comes down to understanding how to get the best out of people. John Snyder. Hats off to John Snyder. Best gym, in my opinion, based on the personal experience that I've had with him. Mo Kelly. The best uh, player development coach, or I said coach, best player development person in the NFL. Um, and there needs to be more like him because I still have a relationship with him being five years retired. How important is Mo Kelly for the Seattle Seahawks? I think he's everything for the players because it, it separates, it separates, he's the 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 buffer between coaches, between the, the coaches and the players. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's great all the way around. Whatever you need, he got your back. If you need his car, he's gonna let you borrow it. Um, deep conversations, whatever, whatever. Like Mo Kelly is legit from from my perspective. Yeah. And I, I've had other guys that you just couldn't trust. Yep. For me, I've always, I've always felt like I could trust Mo Kelly. KJ Wright. My locker mate, I, I, I seen my guy grow up to become an elite football player, um, all the way around, all around just a good person, uh, always supported me, I've always supported him. Just, it's been, we've had some really great conversations over the years. Tia Averill. Uh, my wife, um, beautiful mother, um, amazing, can be a headache, <laughs> but I love her to death. <laughs> Hey, bro, we appreciate you, man. You know what? I appreciate y'all having me, man. This was fun. Uh, it took y'all long enough to get me here, but, hey, I'm here now. Was you feeling a certain type of way? You know I did. Like, I, again, I had my I had my radio show. One of my first guests was KJ Wright. Like, like, and then I'm watching this on social media. I'm like, this thing blowing up, and I still ain't been on this thing? Like, what's going on? Who should we bring on next? Ooh. That's a good one. Y'all ain't had Lynch Mob yet? Y'all ain't had Marshawn yet? Town business. Can you... Can you- can you tell Marshawn to come on? Man, I, me, both KJ and I have his number, so it, I got his. I mean, I got his number too. But I, just, I, just, I, I told KJ, I'm like, man, I, if I text Marshawn, he gonna say like, some <laughs> or yes, Lord, or <laughs> he, you know what I mean? Like, I don't hey. get, I don't get more than two to three words. Nah, you got to FaceTime Marshawn. I just need Golden to answer my text message or my phone call. GT would be a good one. Marshawn be a good one. GT would be a good one. I'm trying to think who else. Um, somebody like. Bruno Giacomini or something like that would be dope. Bruno, that dude. Why? The reason I say that is because I hate all old linemen. (laughs) Put that out there right now. Not seriously, but seriously. Um, But Bruno, like he made me a better person. But he was actually a fun old lineman to be around. You know what I'm saying? He was cool as all. And most old linemen aren't that. He was Mm -hmm. that though. He was solid. You ever had a, a punter try to fight you? I wish they would and break his face. Heckler, what's his name? Johnny Heckler. Yeah, yeah, but I, <laughs> yeah, that 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 situation again, I would have broke his face. But but all in all, though, all in all, though, Johnny came through. He apologized. He donated some money to my foundation. He knew he messed up. You know what I mean? The refs even came and apologized to, uh, uh, for him <laughs> during the game. But it, it's Johnny's just a, cool. Nah, Johnny's cool, and he's from out here. He's from out here. So he, it, good dude, good dude. Who didn't you like on your team? Who didn't I like? Yeah. Again. um... The only person I ever had issues with was E. Uh, but again, we became really good friends. I'm, I'm the guy, KJ and I, I think, and, and Bobby will, Bobby said this the other day, actually. KJ and I are probably the two guys on that entire team that got, uh, that, that got along with everybody. Like, we didn't have no pressure for anybody until you disrespected us. Bobby seems like he gets along with everybody. Wags get along, but he'll let you know if you don't. Like, I, like, I literally got along with everybody. Uh, I had no issues with anybody. I wanted the best for everybody. I also understood that I needed everybody for me to have success, too. Um, so Bobby, I, I had no pressure. When Bobby come on, we're going to bring up the Popeye's chicken story. 
I don't know the Popeye's chicken story. Not too many people do. Oh, okay. Hey, we thank y'all for joining us. <laughs> Cliff, thank you, brother. No, I appreciate y'all. Yeah, man. Me, man. Appreciate About you. Time. Appreciate About you. Appreciate uh, thank y'all for joining us as well. Remember, if you go do something, do it the right way. Let's we'll go. see y'all next time.